up. Oh, oh that's the wrong one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot. I don't know where anything is. Listen, <laughs> hello and welcome to Lettercast. My name is Brian Krogsgaard. Here with the one, the only, Josh Olswich. Josh, how you doing, man? Good. We have proof of life of proof Brian Beauregard Krogsgaard. Yeah, that that's is my middle name. I'm glad that you told everybody. <laughs> you uh, live in the South, right? It's got to be close. Of course it is. It's got to be close to your real name. Yeah. Everybody called me BBK my whole life. It's a good, that's a good handle. Yeah. BBK. Yeah. Yeah. I should have gotten the dot ETH for that. <laughs> uh, Josh, it's great to be back with you. Happy New Year. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy MLK Day. What else? What other holidays? We got President's Day coming up. President's Day. Might as well be. Um, it's great to see you. It's been a hot minute. I'm not dead. The show's not dead. Listen, just what did we say before? The ETF is bullish. Get over the short-term chop and just enjoy your life. I am a plan follower. Listen, okay? That's all we're saying. I'm a plan follower. That's what I've been doing. What have you been doing? Well, we did say flows would probably be bullish. We probably talked about GBTC being a factor, which it was. Uh, I've been trained this really well, so I'm, not I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not, to, I'm look, I, I'm not a back patter. I'm just saying like, yes, the, the trades have been really well, uh, do going really well. You know, I haven't been shorting 50 K like some people, Oh God, uh, not going to name that. names here, but, uh, like who have people been, been shorting? Oh yeah. And look, I love it. I, I hate to be the guy to say, don't short. Cause I, Look, these people need to lose money. Unfortunately, they need to touch the stove. They need to get burned. <laughs> they help fuel the rally higher. Look Dude, at I'm, I've looked at charts less than I have in however many years I've been in crypto. Seven. I've been in crypto for seven years. Is that right? This is my seventh year of crypto. It is. Ugh, that's gross. Um, feels good. Have plenty of exposure. Haven't had to make trades. I'm enjoying life. Why are people bearish? Why are people bearish? Well, here's the, the inflows. Even I pay attention to Josh's videos enough to see the inflows. I mean, the, I had to ask Josh when the ETF was live, like, hey, which tickers am I supposed to buy with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, even, I don't, I don't know what I was going to say. All I was going to say is like, look, most people like you and, and me and people that have been here, there's really nothing to do. Right. There's nothing to do but keep buying, keep holding. <laughs> That's it. Right. You can Enjoy. you can manage trades like like I have been in and out of like you know weekly type setups. Uh, but broadly, you just let the money machine, the infinite money machine take over. There's people don't realize how much money is out there and how little people have access to this still. How few people even have bought this yet, right? This is they're still playing the national anthem. Okay. Like Calm down, right? We got plenty of time. Um, these are the, the flows since launch, which have just been phenomenal uh, in the past uh, two weeks here. Yeah, people are buying the ETF. It's almost like there's a passive participant in the market that just buys Bitcoin through the ETF and that maybe the ETF is bullish. Well, these are people who, the, the early adopters, let's say, of the ETFs, probably people who have been educated for a while now and just waiting on access waiting on like the legal go-ahead right if anything this gives 
this gives the legal blessing to to Bitcoin uh, at the very least, right? Um, yeah. But a lot of these people with the money that they had just couldn't access this stuff. By the way, Josh, my voice sounds really weird right now. I don't know why, but I feel like, like my voice sounds like I've smoked 10 years of cigarettes in the last month <laughs> and a half. I've been off the air. But I promise You're busy I'm celebrating with cigars. I'm not a smoker. And <clears throat> I'm fine. I feel fine. I don't know what's going on with my voice right now. Maybe I'm just happy to be with y'all. Well, here's the problem. This this pod is going to mark the top because... Oh, absolutely. What I have to say coming up here is not bullish. <laughs> <laughs> welcome welcome back to uh, Bear Market Podcasts. No, broadly we're fine. But um, we want well, here's what we want to see, right? We want to see flows sustained, which is broadly what we've seen so far. Like it's early days, right? But we've seen net inflows, which is good. We've seen large net inflows. We've seen net inflows surpassing daily minor issuance, which, by the way, most of those miners aren't even selling anyway. Uh, all these are good things, right? GBTC outflows cooled off a lot. They're going to perk up a little bit because they're selling the uh, Genesis stack of GBTC to pay back the Gemini people. The Gemini people are then going to buy BTC, so net net, it's not going to be a big deal, but you're still going to see that in the outflow data. Um so far so good it, it's just time you know it's just time that's all we need but yes there's a passive price agnostic component here by the looks of it somebody's like hey i want a billion dollars of bitcoin in the next five days get it done right yeah they did it <laughs> they, did, they it. did it um i mean all in all not that much has happened um I mean, it went live in it and and there was some gyrations but versus December, we're up, what, 20%, which is great on Bitcoin. The market looks healthy. Most alts are in the same place that they were in December. And we got positive flows. Things, 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 things have been good from a price action perspective. I don't think anybody knew in jail. <laughs> Nobody old is out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Um. Broadly, I think retail isn't here yet. Uh, broadly, it's still pretty quiet. Like, yes, there's headlines. There's there's lots of headlines as we break and hold 50K, as we get these crazy inflows. That's going to bring people to the table asking questions. But I don't think the real party starts until all-time highs. I don't do know about you, you, if you've had anybody ask you about Bitcoin, but... Do they ask me if I'm okay? Like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, I mean non-crypto people. Do they talk? Do they no, non-crypto non people are like, are you still in that crypto stuff? Is that stuff doing okay? Is it still there? And I'm like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. In fact, it's great. It's better than your investments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's yeah, very little retail participation in this. Yeah, you know, if you're listening to a podcast like this, or you're watching us on Twitch and YouTube or wherever else then you're one of these people that's probably pretty plugged in. You're inside. You know? So most people aren't this plugged in, right? So that'll take time. But people don't care until new all-time highs, to your point. My question for you is, do you expect new all-time highs this year? This year? Absolutely. If we don't hit all-time highs this year, I'll be upset. The bigger question is, is it going to be pre-having or post-having? People are making like a big deal out of this. Um, I don't really care. Having is in April. 
pre or post. The only thing that really matters to me is the flows because that's clearly what's driving price here. So Lo if, Low Strife had a great having tweet the other night. Did you see it? Shout out Low Strife. I did not. I talk yeah. to Low Strife every day. What, what did it say? It was about the acceleration of the cycle. He did. He didn't make any oh. points about the like the targets, but he quote tweeted someone else just talking about how the ETF is clearly affecting the having cycle. Um, I don't. I haven't read a lot of tweets. I just read some low strife tweets. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, historically, we haven't surpassed and held fifty percent of the bear market pre-having. Okay, so right now we are well beyond that. I don't know where the fifty percent is. Something somewhere up here. Fifty percent, six one eight, the fib, whatever else. Like typically, we stall out a little bit. You know, there's a lot of hype into the having, mm -hmm. and then. And then we stall out till that supply issuance re reduces or the liquidity picture improves. Okay. Pick your poison. I don't care. Um, here, right, historically, like we are well above where we should be. Uh, so do I think it's different this time? I legitimately think it's different this time. <laughs> um, when you're seeing half a billion a day buying Bitcoin, I mean, that's, that's something, you know? So like, is the NASDAQ also having a halvening or why is the rest of the market going up? Well, that's something I've been talking about over the past like two weeks. You've got these crazy, crazy charts, uh, AI, AI related stuff, right? This is, I think this is a hardware company. I think they make the boards or something for, for H100s. I don't honestly know. Is Gary protecting those investors? Well, that's what a lot of people are are asking right this clearly has become a casino which is you know whatever your moral standings on that it doesn't really matter but <laughs> this is up multiples of bitcoin right multiples of the rest of the market this is in the russell by the way this is one of the reasons why the russell is actually doing decently well just because of this thing um so yeah smci we're doing well because of this one stock yes wow I'm I'm missing this. I've seen this chart like once, but uh, I have not paid attention to this story. So it was up 200% in two months or something. Yeah. I think it's, uh, somebody said it's, Russell's up 26, no, 34 points this year and 26 of those points are the, this chart here. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, we have some stuff going on, right? We have NVIDIA, we have super micro machine, computer, whatever. Um, it's it's important to just acknowledge that stuff, obviously, with the Mag7, Microsoft, Amazon, Meta. On the crypto side, we need that stuff to not roll over. But there were signs last week, this week, this week, where S&P was down on the 13th on that CPI print, which came in a little hotter than expected. And uh, we were green on the day. Well, I don't think we were green on the day, but we retraced all of that. Hmm. Uh, so that, to me, signals that uh, these price agnostic ETF people flows buyers no they don't really care about much of anything other than getting in how about the dollar josh you <clears throat> this? yeah so the dollar on the i don't know what that is on the weekly is that even anything what do you mean as a level no as a as a pattern is that a harmonic is that a diamond bottom it's like a future shoulder you think it's a future right shoulder yeah of a head and shoulders why not no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree. 
You got this, you got this, and you got this. Why why not? I'm not gonna disagree. It's, it's not, uh it's not pretty. The head and shoulders purists will disagree with you because it's at the bottom, but yeah. as we discussed it's a continuation sure. pattern. It's a continuation of down, you know. I I don't care if it's a shoulder or not. If it establishes a local high here, it's a lower high. That's always my point about heads and shoulders. And then the only other thing with the whole neckline is that you're you're just establishing a point that's been tested multiple times. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we get below 100 next time. Well, we've talked about this uh, post-having, which it's just important to, to to put your lens around some something, especially as more and more cycles have occurred. Talk about having, talk about liquidity, talk about high yield bonds. I don't, I don't care. Okay, let's just call it having. Um, Post-having, we've seen historically, the dollar gets weak. That's helped us. What's the guy that's the singer of Kiss? Richard Simmons? <clears throat> uh, sure. <laughs> it's like his time, kind of shoulders, you know? It's like shoulder pads, the, the spikes on the shoulders. That's what it looks like. Could be. Um, on the lower time frames, there was a uh, this. Gene Simmons. Richard Simmons was a dancer. <laughs> 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 hey there you go low time frames there was a potential bottom at dxy but i think we all know where this is headed once rates come down and uh it's not higher the problem is the global global countries whatever the term is are uh all headed for recession before we are so mm. we can we can stay higher for longer on a relative basis but yes, I think we're the, flight, uh, we're the flight to quality. We are all those things people say about us. The dirtiest shirt in the, the, the laundry, cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So what about, what about, what about any other macro things? Should we just go ahead and get this out of the way? Any rates, rates and rates stuff that you're intrigued by? Yeah. Like, so dollar to me, like not, not higher highs or anything, but definitely recovered over the course of the year. There's this yin and yang between people who think inflation's going higher, it's bottomed. I don't uh, think I don't think they can push rates much higher than what the prior highs were is my problem. Like it creates too many other systemic pro issues. Well, we're trying to thread the needle now to prevent the hard landing. Yeah. And I think time Rather than raising rates, will mission help. accomplished on this chart. <clears throat> so the thing about trueflation is it's obviously different than CPI. CPI is a lagging rent component. It's not core. It's not super core. It's not PCE. It's not all this other stuff, right? It's just one data point, but it does help tell the future. It's correlated really well. If this is predictive, which it has been trend-wise, uh, it, it doesn't suggest to me that we're headed to 3% plus inflation over the long term. Would that insinuate that inflation was, in fact, transient? <laughs> Transitory? Transitory. I think um, Just you can't, you can't get the W on that. A longer transitory inflation than expected because it didn't spiral. It just got higher for a couple of years. What do they say? You can't prove a counterfactual? Like we can't. Yeah. 
we don't have the AB test there. If the if the Fed truly did nothing, what would happen? Well, <clears throat> but they did something. Right. So did the Fed have any effect at all? I guess Absolutely. is another question. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Fed had an effect. If we had kept rates low, we could have created a spiraling inflation. Well, the other, I mean, the real question is if we kept rates, well, yeah, if we kept rates where they were, how long does inflation last, right? I, I don't think they get a W on transitory. Sorry. No, I don't think they do either. I'm just saying, it's, you know, inflation is potentially under control. They were slow to raise rates. They're going to be slow to lower rates, right? Slow to lower, but the fact that they're not raising further, I think, that, like, they're... I want to give a little bit of credit. I think they might be threading the needle to your point. Okay, given they were too slow on everything up front. Too slow to raise, too slow to and then potentially too slow to pause, but the, maybe the maybe they nailed it on the pause. So far, yes. So far, yes. Despite what the doomers want you to think with all these layoffs, you know, all over the place broadly it's not really showing up in the data. Yeah, what layoffs? unemployment. Tech layoffs, maybe? Mostly tech. There's some others, but mostly tech. You know, it's like 5% of the company at Cisco is what? Like 4,000 people, right? So that's a lot of people. This is the probability. So we, what we had this week was CPI and PPI, which both showed higher expectations of inflation, which is why people are pricing out a cut even for may and if the economy is fine if stonks are at all-time high why would you do that if <laughs> if uh unemployment's fine is this what you're getting at when you say you weren't going to necessarily talk bullish to me no it's just everybody thinks like we have to bring rates down we i don't think we have to do that why do we have to do that i'm just saying the the broad animal spirit zeitgeist is like rates need to come down too high it just depends what the real what the fed wants the real rates to be which is just interest rates minus inflation real rates are at a 20-year high right now if that's where they want them to be okay flashback says ledger streaming marks the top see you in 2027 <laughs> show me show me your portfolio allocation and dollars flashback i'll believe you <clears throat> My lack of streaming has nothing to do with markets. I've been excited <laughs> about markets this whole year. Uh, that's funny, though. So I think people want to cut, but that we don't need it yet. And if you look at the correlations historically, if we cut because we're weak, if we cut because of a recession, that does bring stuff lower. So it's kind of people talking on the both sides of their mouth. Like, I don't know. It is what it is, but... The, it's hard to know what the Fed's going to do because the Fed doesn't know what their Fed's going to do. You know, they're just they're just watching these data prints one at a time. The good news is between now and uh, May we have four CPI prints. So I think right is that math right? No, sorry, June. Now between now and June, there's actually a CPI print on June twelfth, which is uh, probably less than ideal. But what's June twelfth? June twelfth is in. A Fed meeting. So the day of the Fed meeting, we have a CPI print. Ah, uh, that'll be a fun one. So they can't really, you know, take that print into consideration. Maybe, the, maybe that'll mark our summer top because 
they like don't cut and you know the, the news is um too good in the economy <laughs> to cut so they don't cut and then we pause for a little while we've also got uh this commercial real estate stuff because it's because it's now a macro show we've got btfp ending which has helped the banks that were struggling with rising rates <clears throat> um and we also have reverse repo draining to zero yeah, some of those banks are screwed, man. Like some of the big institutional commercial real estate is in pretty big trouble. But I don't know. It's just a segment. It's not the whole economy. It's a it's a piece. Yeah, I agree. I think it matters. What's the market reaction? What are the Fed? What does the Fed do, if anything? You know, do we have a BTFP pro program for commercial real estate? I hope not. Yeah. But there have been talks of that. Really? Not from the Fed, but the, the from Fed. people in commercial real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Please bail me out. Just the the high the people in banking are like, you know, we got to do something for these people, whatever. Um anyway, the, the reason the reverse repo is important is because this has pumped liquidity into the ecosystem mm. to the tune of uh what two trillion. A lot of money. There's a lot of money. Where's that going? That's that's this is getting um, moved from reverse repo to short term treasuries. So it's allowed us to kind of issue debt on the short end without any uh, big consequences in the yields, pulling money from risk, that sort of thing. That's my read on it anyway. Gotcha. So we've got this running out. We've got BTFP ending in March 11th, I think. BTFP. That's the uh, bank bailout <laughs> oh. from the uh, the SVB blow up. Such a bad name. Yeah. Um, well, how do you feel about the seasonality stuff where we got the election this year? Um, one of these quarters is going to be bad. How do you feel about the election? Are we going to have, is it going to be Biden-Trump? I feel like we're running out of time for it not to be Biden-Trump, you know? Um. I don't know. Maybe if Democrats get desperate enough, they'll uh, pull a Michelle Obama out of their back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think that's a good look, to be honest. Like, would I rather Michelle Obama as president than Biden? Yeah. Would I rather uh, another dynasty? No. Would I rather have real primaries to decide? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but I think, I, I, I think that Democrats see vulnerability and see Trump's strength in terms of uh, probably with some independent voters that were a little let down by the stability regime expectations from Biden. But I don't know. I've seen people disagree with me about that. But he's, I mean, just, he's just too old. That's he's too old. Yeah. People, they, they underestimate how important that is because they're all old. They That's all got to go, including Trump. He's too old too. get out of here. There you go. You heard it first. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the uh, legacy seasonality, stock market seasonality, is actually bearish for the second half <clears throat> of February. That's meta right there. The second and half of February. It is. I don't have the chart in front of me. Doppel, he's in the chat. He's and been pulling this. Filing their taxes and paying them or something. 
I think that's part of it. I think tax selling is certainly part of it. It's certainly part of it for alts. You know, if I owe money, what am I selling first? Right. It's yeah. going to be my alt positions. Um, I'm trying to pull up the Bitcoin seasonality here on CoinGlass. The other seasonality piece to consider is the election year seasonality, which typically choppy. Typically, you see the, the strongest gains in the back half of the year. Yeah. Can I give my hot take, Josh? I'd, I'd love all your takes. Hot right. or cold? Great. I'm going to give a hot one. <laughs> my hot take is that it is a little trickier getting to price exploration for uh, crypto and um, especially non-Bitcoin stuff. And if it happens this year, I think it's going to be like close to the election or after the election. Let the let the air clear, and then you go. I think it might be a very choppy Q2, Q3. Because I don't buy into this whole, we're just going to cut, cut, cut with the Fed. Like I just don't think that's going to happen. And I, if the market's pricing that in, if it doesn't happen, then they start getting fussy about it, and it causes some ripples. Well, I think... It depends if we're cutting from strength or cutting from weakness. Are we cutting because we did complete the soft landing or not? You know, I don't think you cut if the soft landing is still underway. It's a long runway, Josh. Long runway for this landing. <laughs> if you're going to land softly, you need a long runway. This is aeronautical 101. I don't disagree. But again, this goes back to the real rates question. If they think CPI, PCE, whatever, core, whatever is too high, then yeah, leave it. Unemployment's fine. Right. Anyway, I think it's gonna that my hot take is it's gonna take a little longer than it feels. Or you're, so your hot take is higher for longer. Oh man, that's a scorching hot take. <laughs> no, 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 that's not higher for longer. I'm not saying higher. I'm saying staying the same and not dropping. Stay the course for longer. Stay the course for longer. Okay. But for from an asset point of view, I think. It's. I just don't see massive price exploration, massive bubblicious behavior, all that stuff happening yet. I feel like people are doing all right, but they're. It's not like they're not like buying, you know, boats and and beach houses and. Did you see the Super Bowl? Did I see the Super Bowl? I saw yeah. zero crypto ads. That was nice. No, that was good. But, but the Super Bowl, I didn't see an empty seat. I didn't see an empty box. Well, there's never going to be an empty seat in the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. The ticket's more expensive than ever. Boxes were going for a million apiece. Luxury is going to do top end is fine. Does. The top, yeah. The top end is fine. I agree. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Somebody was telling me not long ago that um, recessions are like when rich people like put pools in and stuff. Because they can get the construct, they can get the construction for cheap, and mm-hmm. so they get the deals because they're doing stuff with cash. They're the ones that have the flexibility and the power during bad times, like the the legit rich, not like the not the guy that thinks he's rich because he made a million dollars on Dogecoin in twenty twenty one. Well, the messed up part about this is we've got the top end collecting yield on interest rates, right? and benefiting from the stock market. Whereas the bottom end is getting slammed by credit card debt, mm-hmm. student loan debt, housing debt, uh, higher... Polarization. With what? Polarization. Well, I'm just saying, there's actually the higher end is actually benefiting from higher rates, right? Yeah. <laughs> so far. 
so it just furthers the the rich poor divide you know yeah um back to seasonality yeah q1 arguably so far has been unusually bullish because of the flows if we didn't have flows it'd be a different story right we'd, we'd probably still be at like 30 40k maybe verdant wave is this breaking news could be some breaking news here josh or he's just quoting something old yes judge orders trump and his companies to pay more than 350 million dollars in new york civil case and bars him from running businesses in the city for three years you heard it here first bum, bum, bum. <laughs> that's a law and order one no that's just bum, bum. all i have to say to that is uh, f-a-f-o <laughs> <laughs> First, first F-A-F-O? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Black around and find out. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's like FIFO, LIFO, first in, first out? They're clearly targeting him. It's clearly political. But at the same time, he clearly did some stuff that is not legal. Okay. Let's just let's just be honest and level on that. Yeah. Um, I can't even be bothered to care. I don't pay attention to the news. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I watch... Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't pay attention to politics really. Uh, yeah. So seasonality. Season Q1 typically bad, Q2 typically great. That's about as far as it goes here, but February, February for, for Bitcoin is actually strong historically, super strong. Uh whereas March is not the month. March is like that's your back selling, I think. I I agree. But the past 3 marches have been great. Look at that. Just wait till summer, late summer. Sell in May and go away. For ETH, it's all about the first half of the year, which is why I'm a little concerned about ETH that it hasn't moved up more. I see. I was just sitting here thinking the ETH chart looks good. <laughs> no, it does. It does. It looks great. Finally, right? It took yeah. so long. Golly, I've been waiting 97 years. <laughs> um, but the back half of the year for ETH is not pretty. Hmm. So ETH kind of has to... I'm trying to do a calculation in my head of when my long-term capital gains hit, Josh. <laughs> Here's the other thing about ETH. As you may or may not have heard, it's got an ETF coming up. Potentially. I, I, have, I have heard that. Yeah. My ETH E position, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I once again put all my DGN IRA in ETH E and it's paying off. Good trade. Good yep. trade. And it's almost to the all-time high from when crypto was at its last all-time high. Um, even though I've traded a lot more than crypto, but I'm just basically following the crypto chart. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's exciting. So one way this seasonality could play out for ETH is ETF speculation, right? That would make sense to me. It's yeah lines up with seasonality anyway. But if I want to put a cold shower on your your ETH trade, if we look at ETH GBTC, like it it hasn't really done anything hasn't really outperformed gbtc yeah. what about what about eth e versus btc uh well that has done okay that yeah. found a bottom in uh july last year yeah that's kind of how i've been thinking of it in my head Cause I'm not really going to hold a majority position in much else except for like 
back then, Bito or Ethy or GBTC for some of that because it was closing the gap for a while. But I wasn't going to touch GBTC during the uh, ETF launch. No, but yeah, I think that's why you know you're seeing the the uh, discount catch up on this chart, the ETH GBTC chart. Yeah, which is why it's kind of lagging. ETH still has like a twelve percent discount. Yeah, I like so if, I if want to like close to the ETF and then bail. Well, yeah, what I was going to say, if you like ETH, ETH is probably the better option for a trade. If you believe the ETFs are coming this year. I believe that. Do you believe that? Sure. Why not? Why not? Got to believe in something. <laughs> question I have, Josh, is what comes after that? XRP? <laughs> I hope not. But it's going to open the floodgates, you know. I hope not, but at the same time, I hope yes, because it's like I say with these ETFs, having the ETF and getting it approved is one thing. Having the products is another thing. Getting people to actually buy this stuff is Harder. a completely separate thing. Yeah. Who's so good luck. the crypto native ETFs, Bitwise? Who's running them? Who's winning? Oh. Flows. Bitwise, right? Yes, Bitwise has the largest uh, total so far of the crypto natives like not the blackrock one and the fidelity one correct they have uh, a billion in aum i believe now officially on uh bit b bit b gotcha cool what else are you excited about what else am i excited about a lot of charts sort of lining up the same um on bitcoin if we pull oh, back coins on solana <laughs> am i excited about anything on solana no if anything you know that's a trade to think about throughout the first half of the year remaining is solana versus eth if you're bullish eth etf i think that means strength for that sorry weakness for soul eth so strength for eth relative to soul yeah potentially so for many of these charts it's kind of lining up potential cup and handle. I don't know if we can realistically even go this deep if we get 500 million a day inflows, you know, like 48 is where this would potentially go. Dangerous comment there to say, I don't know if we can dip this far. And if we do it, it's got to be on a weekend, right? Like, Super cycle style comment there. I, like, look, we tried. It's right here on the chart. We tried on February 13th. We tried to people solve it. People are going to forget over time, but when gold got its first ETF at 4X. A lot of people talked about that. I know they did um, before, but it's easy to forget in real time. Like, And it, it didn't appear, at least on the chart, like it was some kind of tremendous amount of volatility. It was just like, slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. 300%. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think in the near term, if, Next seven rolls over. You've got NVIDIA earnings next week. SMCI down 20% today. Some of the risk is being taken off the market. It feels like to me. Coin has done really well. That's down from highs today. It's still up 8%. Um, so I just think it's a time to be cautious up here broadly. Uh, IWM down because SMCI is down. <laughs> Qs are down today. SP is down today. Yeah. Seriously, do you like any altcoins? You see any trends in crypto um, sectors? 
Yeah, so if we want to talk about the type of chart I like, it's uh, it's stuff like this. This is not anything that is a near-term idea. This is not a near-term. I didn't pay him to say this, just saying. There are a lot of Dino DeFi coins <laughs> that look exactly like this. Yeah. Um, they've done nothing for a year. They've done nothing for two years. Those, I think, are the charts people need to focus on because... Focusing on stuff like Monster Check said, bro, opened a stable coin chart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You can focus on stuff that looks like this, right? Or bonk or something else that's up like thousands of percent. That's mm, fine. Bonk. I say this all the bonk is not the right coin to bring up, in my opinion, but I say this all the time. I love buying strength over weakness. Okay, love it. Um, but when I see charts like hood, okay, again, it doesn't really matter what it is. But when I see charts mm. like Hood that have done nothing for two years and are at the top of the range breaking out, that's a chart I like. I really like that chart. Um, Filecoin's another one. Like, look, if you want a shot at a move, okay, <clears throat> this is the type of chart where stuff happens. All right. Can I tell you a chart that I think looks good that I... Doge is another one. Go ahead. I'm not a fan of this coin. I don't even know what it does, but it is a coin. Look at this. Got a little yeah. double bottom opportunity here. I mean, these these ape coin people, they have hardly nothing to live for. Surely, <laughs> surely it can't go that much lower. They're getting flipped by pudgy penguins. I mean, would the pudgy penguin board ape flipping be the bottom for ape coin? Pudgy penguin board ape flipping. Maybe? Not way outside his his comfort zone here, y'all. No, I had to think about it because yeah. <laughs> the penguins have done well, right? They've done really oh, yeah. well. Yeah, the floor is like 20-something ETH. I don't even have to look at it. I just snuggle up in my pudgy penguin gear and, and fill in the company. <laughs> here, I'll go get it for you. What, what I like about the ape chart on the three-day um, is it's it's getting ready to get inside of the cloud. So, yeah, I think there's a potential for a trade there. There's a potential for um, oh meme. It's got a, a Look at this. <laughs> I mean, it's very cozy in here. Yeah. See that? My kids love these things. I was so, saying, what were you saying, no, no, no. I was just saying that uh, the cloud likes it on a three day as far as the potential for a move through the cloud. That's all. Mm. Just a random coin I was looking at. I don't know. No, I mean, look. I'm bearish alts. I think they're dumb, but I, I get the trading aspect of it. This is the type of chart where, yes, if you want large moves, am I going to bet the farm on all these charts? No, but yeah, I'll have some exposure to some of this stuff. You want a crazier chart is ETC. <laughs> like, sure, why not? Right? We see stupid stuff move every cycle. This chart looks fine. Yeah, um, I think there are some interesting charts dot. out there it's not all of them dot is another one is anybody asking you about dot has anybody said anything about dot i have no idea but the chart looks like some it looks like something could happen that's all i'm saying you know yeah so how, i do how the, think some of these might do well and if in the scenario where bitcoin does go to an all-time high they'll all get totally I mean, blown their doors off like just lag massively i think if bitcoin properly breaks out gets price discovery, alts are going to get freaking crushed. Um, 
But no, I agree. I agree. If, Alts if do best. If Bitcoin settles down, they got a they got a chance. Alts do best after having. You can pull up total two. You can pull up total three. You can pull up whatever you want and check that out yourself. But uh, here's waves, right? Here's one that's been around for decades. Feels like. <laughs> if there's any chart that could do anything, it's with a pattern that looks like that on the bottom. Uh, it just needs time. I think most of these alts are going to need like three to six months. But I do think they will see some moves higher. That's all. Uh, somebody in the chat. Sorry. <clears throat> I don't know why, man. I don't know why people pay attention to this or look at it. <laughs> I think you're right. Bottom. Look at look at Zcash's last example of a uh, of a consolidation. Oops. I think they know it triggers me. That's why they ask. But um, yes, you should always look at all of these charts against Bitcoin because even something like waves is at an all time low against Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah, there's a huge uh, RSI divergence here on the weekly Zcash relative to BTC, Josh. I, I don't think that matters, <laughs> honestly. Just say it. So you do have to time these. These aren't something at the moment, in my opinion, that you can just sit in and wait because I do think against Bitcoin, against ETH, you're going to see continued weakness. I mean, there's a ton of relative uh, ETH trades, like wave, um, not wave, sorry, um, Sand ETH was one I was just looking at randomly. Jeez. I feel that's, like if all these really do very well, like that's probably not great <laughs> for the ecosystem. But like the point is here, you have to be kind of smart about it. You know, if you want maximum value, it's not just, yeah, let's load up the, the old coin bags right now. And, and most of it. these old coins aren't doing well anyway. Like the, the one, the alts that aren't going are the new, the newer coins. Yeah, I'd rather hold ETH than that. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to take three to six months broadly, and I think that's when I'll do better. Three to six, yeah. Oh, three to six. I thought you said 36. No, 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 three to, three to <laughs> Give six. Give it three more years of pain, and maybe I'll buy you. You have Bitcoin having in April. You have ETH ETFs potentially in May. And then then I think maybe alts do decently okay, broad, you know, relative value broadly. If you wanna if you wanna keep it relatively low risk, your majors are are where it's at, probably. It doesn't there's not like substantial evidence that you're gonna have that much more upside in altcoins. And if you do, it's probably one off stuff that you're kind of doing scratch off tickets on. Right. And if you're spray and pray, your net net is not probably not gonna be that great. You know, yeah. That great. Yeah. And the ETHBTC as bearish as I am on, <laughs> as bearish as I am on this, um, maybe maybe things happen here. I don't know, but uh, to me, this looks like it wants to go lower. That's all. Okay, you heard it here. All right, Josh, I'm gonna go ahead and try to schedule now that we're gonna do this again next week. I'm ready yeah. to get back in the flow of things. All right, I'm, I'm always here. You know that. Yeah, I know that. Sorry, I like to be consistent. Sometimes I just need to disappear for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, broadly, like you said, we got the ETFs. They got approved. There's really, you know, not really much to do. Yeah. Broadly. In crypto. In crypto. Right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Appreciate you. Like and subscribe. Josh is putting out lots of great content at Carpe Noctum oh, on YouTube, on Twitter. Sure. Check them out. See you later. 
monuments crumble in the blink of an eye. The easy river has just run dry in a house of cards. I feel the breeze wound so tight I can barely breathe. Oh, the change.